These Sundays of Advent, we continue with our pairing of psalms with the stories of the Nativity in the Gospel of Luke and Matthew. Two weeks ago, the first Sunday of Advent, our theme was restored by glory. Last week, our theme on Advent 2 was seeing the glory that isn't there. Today, shouting glory. Advent 4, next Sunday morning, the poetry of God's glory. And at 5 o'clock on Christmas Eve, glory unadorned. Today, shouting glory. The psalm reading comes from Psalm 126. Hear the word of God. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them the Lord has done great things for us, and we rejoiced. Restore our fortunes, O God, like the water courses in the Negev. May those who sow in tears reap with shouts of joy, and those who go out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy carrying their sheaves. The Lord has done great things for us, and we rejoice. This is the word of the Lord. Most of us, I imagine, have a member of the family or maybe a friend who loves to be the storyteller. That could be a plus or a minus. It might be an aunt or uncle at the Christmas gathering next week who insists on telling anyone who will listen the same story they tell every year, whether anyone wants to hear it or not. It could be the grandparent who just beams when the grandchild asks for them to tell again about that one, that story from a Christmas in the family a long time ago. Maybe it's the friend who can't answer a simple question but instead always has to pontificate and editorialize and tell yet another story which is, of course, about them. Then there's the person you've known forever who remarkably tells a story from their life that you've never heard before and you thought you'd heard it all. When you stop and think about it, in the household of God, in the great cloud of witnesses, in the communion of saints, the psalmist, more often than not, is like a grandparent at the table who never stops telling the same story telling some version of the story 
over and over again, the story of God and God's people. No, not in every psalm, but in many psalms. Psalms of devotion and prayer, psalms of lament, psalms of praise and adoration, the royal psalms hailing God as king, time and time again, the story of salvation history and the people of God, that story is told. A story tucked into a psalm. God created the heavens and the earth. God leads God's people out of Egypt, liberated from the captivity of Pharaoh. God heard the people's prayer. God brought water from the rock, manna from heaven. God gave the harvest after the famine. God gave the rain after the drought. The Lord's people learned to sing the Lord's song in exile in a foreign land. God brought God's people back. God created, God led, God heard, God restored, God returned, God saved. The storytelling psalmist singing, sometimes weeping, often shouting. The salvation history that tells of God and God's people. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then it is said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we rejoiced. The Lord restored the fortunes of Zion. The Lord brought back the people back from exile home, back from exile in Babylon home to Jerusalem. After decades in captivity, the people couldn't believe it. They thought it was all a dream. They were laughing. There was laughing and shouting. God has done great things. God has done great things, telling all that what God has done. The story and the shout, shouting praise, shouting joy. Our tongues were filled with shouts of joy, the psalmist wrote. Last week, between worship services, we told a story, the story, our annual We Christmas pop-up pageant with the youngest among us. If you weren't here, each group, age group by age, gets a part, the same part, with costumes. So we had two Marys, each carrying a baby Jesus, one Joseph. I think there were five magi, five wise girls. The youngest were the host of angels with help from their parents, who, of course, wore halos as well. I don't remember how many shepherds that we had, but they each had a stuffed sheep to carry. And sheep were carried like they'd never been carried before. Not slung over the shoulder like that picture of Jesus, that painting of Jesus, but hanging by an ear and maybe a leg. The shepherds seemed a bit shy, hesitant, reticent. 
Maybe they were put off by my sweater-wearing attempt to embody Mr. Rogers. <laughs> but they were very hesitant to follow the directional cues in the wee Christmas script that I tried to give them along the way. You know, the Bible says, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Our shepherds, they weren't all that sure. After the shepherds find Mary and Joseph in wee Christmas lying in the manger, or I should say Joseph marries and the babes, then I'm supposed to tell the shepherds to go down the aisles out into the congregation telling all that they had heard and seen. And this is the hand motion to go out and tell all that they had heard and seen. The shepherds were not interested in telling much of anything last week. To be fair, the Gospel of Luke doesn't say they told anything. At that point, it says in the story, they glorified and praised. So really, the shepherds shouldn't go down the aisle with this sort of whisper gesture. They should go out into the congregation, out into the world with a shout. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as they had been told them. Not a whisper, a shout. There's something a bit odd in Luke's telling of the shepherds in these verses that we know so well. Something odd, easy to miss. When the shepherds arrive in Bethlehem to see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us, after they found the family at the manger, this is what Luke tells us. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. All who heard them, not Mary and Joseph were amazed, but all, all who heard it, Mary, Joseph, the innkeeper, the animals, where's the all? Who's the all? Tradition would have us to think that it was just the three of them and the animals. The Magi weren't there yet, but all who heard it were amazed by what they were told. What the shepherds told all was, to you born this day in the city of David, a savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. What the shepherds told all was Gloria. What the shepherds told all was glory. It is as if the shepherds are lifted out of the tense of the sentences, lifted off the page, and dropped into a timeless, eternal moment of proclamation and praise. Because you can't glorify and praise without telling something of the story, and you can't tell something of the story without glorifying and praising. You can't separate telling and shouting. Even even if Mary is tucked in between treasuring and pondering all these things in her heart, according to Luke. The shepherds telling salvation to all and shouting glory at the same time. One of the treasures of my job 
of being a pastor. It's the gift of hearing all the stories. Not the Bible stories, but the stories of God's people. Your stories. The stories I've heard over the last decades from two congregations, they sort of all run together in my mind. The one I was told about a long time ago, the experience of landing on the beach at Normandy, the yes to a marriage proposal that was dependent on the fiance knowing, quote, my mother will always live with me and I will always tithe to my church. If so, yes. <laughs> a determined spouse getting a driver's license in their late 60s after being widowed too young. The World War II prisoners' description of all the prisoners singing Silent Night in German alongside their captors. The NCAA champion who wrestled for Cornell. A family having an exchange student who became a lifelong part of the family. The professional athletic trainer who would prank rookies by giving them a pill that would turn their urine blue. <laughs> the person who woke up in the middle of the night looked out the window of their New York City apartment and saw elephants parading down the street in the middle of Manhattan. The Christmas pageant here at Nassau where the baby Jesus left the building before it was over and all the little ones came forward to praise and adore an empty manger. The friend from Witherspoon Street Presbyterian Church, who must be about my age, telling of being stopped by police more than once on the way home from elementary school because they had to walk through the white neighborhood to get home. The long retired pastor who once told a banker in the church to quit throwing away power, throwing around power in the congregation by telling people their pledge was the largest, when in fact the pastor knew and said to the banker, your pledge wasn't the largest and frankly it's way too low. <laughs> Never done that. person who snuck money sewn into the lining of a jacket into South Africa to help fight apartheid. Stories shared in grief, shared in joy, ordinary stories, extraordinary stories, wonderful stories, really, really hard stories, life stories. Part of the wonder, the mystery, and the grace of God is that all those stories that run together in my memory and many, many more, they are just as much a part of salvation history as the ones the psalmist tells. Glory didn't just come from the angels and the nativity of Jesus. It came from the shepherds as they told their story. 
Glory comes from us as we tell our story. Our stories, our lives are part of God's story, part of salvation history. The stories aren't just mushed together in my mind. Collectively, the people of God, we mush all of our stories together and we move toward praise. It is what God's people do. Again and again, we gather them all in again and again, gather them all in, lifting our hearts and together offering to God our glory and praise. Because you can't tell the story without shouting glory. And you can't shout glory without telling the story. Yes, glorifying and praising God, for unto us today a child has been born, a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. Yes, glorifying and praising God, because the Lord has done great things for us and we rejoiced. But also glorifying and praising God for our place in the Savior's history. Our place in the Savior's story, in God's story. For in Jesus Christ, God sweeps all of us into salvation history, into that story. In Jesus Christ, God sweeps us all in and we shout glory, telling and shouting glory, telling and shouting glory with our lives, our lives forever wrapped in God's glory. Gloria. The artist, John Legend, the artists, John Legend and Common wrote, and recorded the award-winning song, Glory, for the 2014 film, Selma. The movie tells the stories of the lives of the leaders of the movement for civil rights. And the song is a compelling combination of rap and gospel music. The rap tells the story. The gospel music shouts the glory. And as you listen to this audio clip, notice how the song ends. The voice of John Legend weaves with the voices of the gospel choir to take the shouts of glory to a level that absolutely soars. A sort of timeless, eternal shout. Lives forever wrapped in God's glory. One day when the glory comes, it will be ours. It will be ours. Oh, one day when the war is won, we will be
man, woman, and child. Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now. Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles. From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero. Facing the league of justice, his power was the people. Enemy is lethal, a king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego. The biggest weapon. It's to stay peaceful, we sing. Our music is the cuts that we bleed through. Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany. Now we right the wrongs in history. No one can win the war individually. It take the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy. Welcome to the story we call victory. The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory. One day when the glory comes, it will 